Good evening, fantasy footballers and the gents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel. And sitting to my left tonight is the always elegant Cajun Raider, Mr. Mike Wilden. Yeah. When I was in kindergarten, I got in big time trouble for peeing down the slide. Well, Why? Well, I thought I was doing everybody a service because we had metal slides back in the day. So hot. And I thought, yeah, my pee is just going to make it a lot smoother and a lot cooler. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. I like your logic. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the problem was people were on the slides at the time. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the kids at the bottom didn't care for that. <laughs> at all. Did you catch a case? Did you like whip it out and piss yeah. down the slide? No, nah, he just slid his shorts over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he As pulled he was it over going down. <laughs> nice. That's, that's a true story. <laughs> wow. You look sharp in that shirt, by the way. It's nice. Nice. Uh, nice color. Nice. Looks, yeah. look, looks like you. you're about to go out to dinner. All right. It's brand yeah. new. Yeah. All right. Cool. He just got that a few years ago. He's no, doing... it just came from Amazon like right before the really? show. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. nice. That's looks a lie. Good. I've seen that shirt before. <laughs> he has six of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> he likes a shirt. He buys a, a, a dozen. <laughs> Baker's dozen of each one. <laughs> All right. Sitting across from you tonight. Is the casual, Mr. Josh Kinney. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good. Give us facts. Give us some facts. facts. Let me think about this one. I have a couple knocking around up there in my brain. This is the one. The New York Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. They are 0-12 all time against the Eagles. Wow. Not once. Never have never, they ever. Never, huh? How do you like that, Jets fans? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know any Jets fans, actually. Wow. God, That's never. crazy. Then yeah. he likes that because he's, crazy, he's a Patriots fan. Is that the only offer? Um, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't go through all the offers, but uh, that's okay. a good one. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. took him seven hours to come up with that stat, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Can you just give him <laughs> a little bit of love? They have an insatiable <laughs> appetite, man. You have an insatiable appetite. I love over the there. facts. I yeah. love it. All right. Sitting to my right, as always, is Mr. Vinny Gonzalez, the nation. What is going on, guys? I want to welcome Lionel Messi to Miami. I think this is so cool, man. Like, super cool for all you soccer guys out there. Lionel Messi to Miami. And game three tonight, Heat. Got to get it done, man. This is huge. Huge. Should be good. Go up to one, man. Yeah. It feels like the finals are so spread out, man. It seems like yeah. they started four weeks ago. They, they, they definitely have a little bit of extra time between the, the, the home and plenty road splits of, there. Yeah. Plenty of rest. Yeah. Mm. I am, I'm, I'm a Magic fan, but I want to see Jimmy G. I mean, not Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy Butler win one. I don't care about Jimmy G. Absolutely. <laughs> Seems like you do. He's right on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, he is. Oh, I like it. All right. So, Mr. Wielden, what did you have going on this past week? Anything good happen? Uh, yeah, actually, I got to be, uh, be um, part of uh, Vinny's um, celebration of life for his mom, so that was pretty cool. You were there as well. I was um, there. I'm was, sorry that I could not be there. It's all good, man. It you was, are you are forgiven, my friend. It was all Don't good. Worry about it was that. a very nice celebration. It was. Um, it was just very heart-touching. So. Yep. Very heartfelt. Yeah. Mike actually got up and said a few words. I did, and almost I thought I was going to fall whenever I came off the stage because my legs were shaking. You so were bad. exceptional, man. You did good, man. You, you did really good. Yep, very focused. Nice. Honest, very. I'm so glad he did not fall. He, I would have laughed at him he, as I he, helped he him up. It, he took it serious, and um, so the night before, Karina couldn't speak, so she was supposed to do the reading, right? So I call Mike. I tell him, "Hey, 
would you like to do the reading for me? And he said, no. No, no, he, he, was, he, he was gracious. He said, absolutely. And I, I sent him a copy of it. I texted it to him about two hours later. And for you guys out there that don't know, Mike Mike has a very budding movie career. He's been in a few <laughs> movies. No jokes. He's been in a few movies. Me and Ply Mill have gone and, and watched him over at the Oaks yep. in some uh, some videos. So, for real, he, he, he takes Church the Church of Darkness, thing. check Church, it out. Church of Darkness, baby. So, anyways, Mike calls me back a couple hours later, and he's like, hey. Listen, man, I like the reading, don't get me wrong, but there's another one that I can really get into character. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, Mike, it, it's not. This a, isn't it, a vampire yeah. movie, yeah. Mike. This is. You don't have to be this a for my smokes, bro. I was like, listen, I, I do not need you to get into character. I just need to go need you to go up there and dictate the reading as best as you can, as professionally as you can. And then it's weird. He goes, you know what? It's better that way anyway. And I said, okay. <laughs> right? You said, like, it's better yes. I just do it the way you want me to do it. I'm like, oh, So yeah. I do, do I read this as your friend who's very concerned? Do I read this as a as a cousin who, who's just uh, very... <laughs> did you have to do, like, a live table read to get yourself yeah. pumped up to us? I did different bro. voices. I did Tom uh, Tom uh, Hanks, um, Tom Cruise. Tom Brady? I, did, I didn't do Tom Brady. Okay. No, I, I did all would the never other do, Toms. He would never do the yeah, Tom Brady. No, no. What about Tom Hardy? <laughs> I don't even know Can who that is. Bane. Oh my god. He does <laughs> yeah. the voice of Bane. Oh really? Yeah. No, oh, that's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, if just you would have like, got up there, I think Vinny would have punched you if you were oh, trying man. to do that. I would have got out my phone Ooh, if that happened. Would have definitely changed the, the dark. <laughs> I grew up in the dark. <laughs> do you feel in charge? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good right there. That's good. Uh, oh man. Oh shit. Uh Josh. That's good. How was yours? Was it a little bit better? Man, I, well, I wasn't at a service that would, you know, that would have been very sad, but I was painting my mother-in-law's house, so she took Reagan out of town for the weekend to Disney. Katie and I went down to Sebastian and stayed. The whole weekend, got, right? Man, I got off work, started at 5, we came straight home, started at 5, painted till midnight on Friday, woke up the next day, painted for like another 12, 13 hours, and then woke up on Sunday, painted till like 3 in the afternoon. I'm ready for it to be Friday, man. This week—it's only Wednesday, and I'm so damn tired. I'm ready for this week to be over. You've had that plan for a couple months, though, haven't you, with her mom? Oh yeah, it's been—it's been set up, but then I got sick on top of it, so it's been a long week. Wow, man. I'm, man. Ready. I'm ready for the week—a real weekend. Nice. I remember that. Amen. Vinny, did you have any highlights from this weekend? Anything good happen? Right. So after the service, a few people were asking me, well, what are we going to do now? Because we went out to eat. And then after that, you know, a couple people were hanging out. And they're like, what are we going to do? And I said, well, come over to the house. You know, I wasn't expecting much. A few people came over. And it turned into like game night, man, all night. So we pulled out the domino table, the Uno cards, the poker, the uh, the Monopoly, set up the Xbox. No joke. This went on until about four in the morning. Until the last person left. I would have loved to played any of those games. Yeah. You would have loved to play? You didn't yeah, yeah, go to the game night? No, I didn't know there was a game night. There wasn't supposed to be. Oh, man. There was, it wasn't supposed to be like that. And In fact, obviously, you didn't come either, right? So it was yeah. Annalisa, which is the godmother of the girl she came, right? My buddy that drove all the way from Georgia just to come to the service. Wow. That had to leave on Sunday to go to Virginia. Get driving. Out. He stayed till 4 in the morning. Wow. Right? And then obviously, uh, yes, his parents were there, and, and 
who else? Well, whatever. So he made that trek, and then Wielden over here couldn't make a, a 22 minute drive for game night. Dang. Really coming through, he, Mike. He, no, I didn't even know about game night. Don't say that. Don't say that stuff. It was just wild because I'll tell you what, when I woke up Sunday, man, I woke up and I was so drained mentally, physically, emotionally. I literally took naps on and off all day Sunday, nice. just lounged around. I, it, it was just a lazy, lazy Sunday, you know? Okay. But I needed it. But it was cool. How about you? What'd you do this, that past weekend? Show us your tattoo. No, no, no tattoo yet. No That's going to really? be this Friday. Uh, Man, the tattoo. we hyped it up in this podcast. Oh. Everyone's waiting for us no, to the, uh, the reveal. No, the, actually, it was supposed to be Saturday afternoon, and we made a decision to uh, spend that time with Vinny, and so we postponed it. And uh, we're going to be oh. heading over to New Addiction on Friday. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, we got it changed up, but, uh, you know, we just... Decided that was going to be a little more important. You still going to stick with the Hong Kong Fui matching tattoos? Damn right. <laughs> nice. And every time someone asks me what that is, I'm going to sing the song. Hong Kong, Kong Fui. Oh, Number one super guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Every time. People get so tired of it. Well, we'll have to put that up on social media because everyone's looking forward to the Hong Kong Fui. There we job. go. Yeah. Uh, actually, unfortunately, it was a little bit of a sad weekend. Uh, my grandmother passed on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Mm. And uh, so the good thing is I got to spend a lot of time with family all during the week. So got to see a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles. My, got, my dad was there pretty much every day. Um, it was good. It was good to get to talk to everyone. Um, it, it was just it was good to be able to connect with family like that. So it ended up working out just fine. And uh, she lived a long, healthy life. That's what I was going to say. Man. She did. She was in her 90s. Right? So wow. it was good. And uh, that's it. Uh, hopefully, we get to stay away from that. Hopefully, we get a few years of reprieve from any uh, yeah. real tragedies happening. We can just go on with uh, fantasy football and focus on that. There we go. Yeah, that's what well, I like to hear. Yeah. Well, real people with real lives. That's right. So Real stuff happens. Yeah. So... We we left off last week on number 11, Deshaun Watson. And what we are doing right now is giving our way-too-early rankings on all of our skill position players. We have gone 32 through 11 on the quarterbacks. We are not going to jump around. We're going to continue to go through the quarterbacks. And next week, we are going to be starting off on the running backs. Just remember, these are not expert predictions. These are the ultimate expert predictions, as said by us. Yeah, so, right. This is a well said. yeah. Thus saith us. This is a group effort. <laughs> We've it. all yeah. We have all put in our predictions. These are an average of the four of us. And um, later on this week, we're gonna give a we're gonna pound the table for a certain guy. Yeah. Each one of us gets one guy in our next episode, and we're going to fight for him. Too high, too low. We don't know where it's going. But uh, some of these predictions we didn't all agree on. But the, once again, this is the average. Right. So last week, as I said, Deshaun Watson was number 11. Vinny was definitely high on Deshaun Watson. Feels that 11 is probably a little bit too low. Um, maybe that's his guy. Maybe it's not. Maybe he thinks 11 is just right after he hears these top 10 that we're about to unveil. And with no further... Can't wait. Yeah, no further ado. Here we go. We are going to start with number 10, top 10 quarterbacks. Oh, God. I'm really hoping for this one. Sean Payton, please turn this guy's career back around. We open at number 10, Russ Wilson. There you go. Over in Denver, we know what Drew Brees did in New Orleans with Sean Payton at the helm. 
He's brought in Samaj P. Ryan. He does realize that Javante Williams probably not going to be ready for the start of the season. He, they, in fact, did not trade Judy. They did not trade Sutton. They drafted another quarterback in Mims in the draft. Wide receiver. Well, yes, that he was a wide receiver. Yep. And he will remain a wide receiver, actually, for this year. <laughs> so it worked out really well for Mr. Mims. But uh, this guy is known for being an offensive genius, probably a precursor to uh, Mike Shanahan. And they had some incredible runs in New Orleans. Let's see if he can do it here. Uh, obviously, we believe he can. Yeah. Because Russ came in at number 10, coming in at 21.97 points per game, just ahead of Deshaun Watson. How do we feel about that? Is everyone in agreement at number 10? I love no. it. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Vinny is about to say top five. You should be ahead of Herbert. No. I would put Deshaun Watson in front of Russell Wilson. That's all I was going to say. Oh, but, okay. No, I, I do like Russ to bounce back. and I like him at the low end of the, the top 12 QBs, but I okay. probably would prefer him down by 12. Just, okay. Just because he's not Drew Brees. His game has never been Drew Brees. Yep. Um, you know, I think when I think of Russell Wilson, he looks more – he reminds me more of a – Brett Favre style, man. He throws a lot of bombs, a lot of deep balls. Um, he's not great when he's trying to hit people on little swing passes, nice and short passes, but he always has a big play in him. He can scramble around a little bit, or he used to at least. Right. And I think Champagne's going to unlock some of that again. I, I think that would help. Get him out on the edge. Bootleg him. Let exactly. him scramble a little bit. And then he has a rocket, man. Guy got drafted by the, uh, the Yankees, right? Was he drafted by or the Rangers? Didn't someone draft him for baseball? Uh, that, that was the Yankees. Uh, was the Yankees? Their double A affiliate currently holds right. his rights. Yep. Somerset I mean, Patriots. He has, he has a rocket, bro. He, he has does. a rocket. Yeah, he has Red a rocket. Here. So I mean, I, I like Russ as a bottom end, <laughs> a bottom end QB one. Um, but yeah, I expect things to get better. I, I think coaching makes such a difference, and I think that's what's going to happen here. I mean, going into last year, he was basically on track for a Hall of Fame career. He's right. only 34 years old, averaging over 300 yards rushing a year, and then last year came, and it basically went away. Right. I don't know if it was uh, the idiot known as Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe it was Russ trying to be too safe, but he had the worst completion percentage of his year of his career. He had the worst touchdown ratio of his career. It and, was Hackett. Yeah, and historically, that was a big part of it. he has one of the highest touchdown ratios in the history of the NFL. Wow. It just seems hard to believe that to go from age 32 to 33, now he has. I mean, when you see guys that are having great seasons into their 35, 39, 42-year-old, right. that at 33, he's decided, well, now I'm going to tail off. Is there a chance, though, that Pete Carroll was just knew something we didn't know? Absolutely. Like maybe there's there's a reason he got traded. Like we, we we hate to think of the other side, but maybe they saw something. You know, I, I'm not saying that, but so far Pete Carroll looks right though. Yeah, he looks good. The move looks good. I don't know. I, I, the thing that I would that I saw consistently on TikTok is that his teammates didn't really care for him that much. Yeah, I believe it. So it could have been a chemistry issue where Pete was just ready. To just you know let him go and go and go on with somebody else. His last year in Seattle, I know he had that. Was it the finger injury? Is that what? He, yeah, he did. Was. And, he did before yeah. that though, he he was very he was like an Iron Man uh, back there at quarterback. Absolutely. So, and then last year when he got dinged up in in Denver, he he never just he never has felt the same. So, is he? not able to is he scared to use his body the same way even though um he's got the finger issue he had the hamstring issue and then of course he had that bad injury was it the last was that the last game of the season when he got slammed to the turf like that you remember uh, do you remember that 
I don't think it was the last game. He had a couple was, of big games against the Chief at the end of the season. He actually got hurt. I want to say it was like, in the Chiefs game, the first right. Chiefs game, first Chiefs game. I think it was about five games left That's in the right. season. And uh, man, he he uh, he got knocked around pretty good. The question is, do any of those psychological uh, impacts affect him going forward? Because he didn't seem like he was running a lot last year. He wasn't the rust that would At take all. off and run. No. You brought up a real interesting point about his teammates not liking him. Right. right? This is something that's not talked about a lot. Um, for starters in Denver, I remember one game, the offensive lineman completely shredded him on the sideline. I mean, shredded him, yelling at him in his face, saying all this stuff to him. Oh, and Russ just yeah. sat there just going like this, just nodding his head up and down. Not, I found it so odd that a, a Hall of Fame quarterback is like able to be like verbally undressed like that in front of everybody, and you're just yeah. nodding your head. And then back in his Seattle days, the whole Legion of Boom had something against him, and it was a racial thing. They kind of felt that Russ wasn't their kind of black. That's in their own words. Right. That I remember he wasn't, reading that. He wasn't one of them, and it caused a, a divide within a locker room. I'm not going to speak on that because you know I'm not culturally you know in a position to do it, but it was out there, and it was a very public thing richard sherman man really really had a dislike for him and it was on that basis and i wonder how does people feel about the whole let's ride he doesn't come off authentic i mean you're getting your ass handed to you all season and every fucking press conference you go up there and you go oh let's ride let's ride with what dude like you guys are getting raped every week man like you're getting killed out there i I I guess when we think about a hall of fame quarterback and you're thinking about tom brady peyton manning you're thinking about these guys from the past and that that would have never floated could you imagine if one of those offensive linemen had gotten in peyton manning's face he probably would have had him like cut from the team right right right, right, right. during the game vanderjack jeff saturday did it with with, jeff saturday did it after peyton manning laid into him if you watch the video Penny Manning told him that, hey, when I want to fucking run, we'll fucking run. And when I want to pass, we'll fucking pass. Yeah, he said, no. let me call the fucking place. Let me call said. the fucking place. Yeah. And so he, Jeff Saturday came back at him, but at the end of the day, it's, you it's know, Peyton Manning. It's Peyton Manning, bro. And like, and remember the, the kicker, yeah. Adam Vanderjat, remember? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, acting fucking ridiculous, got liquored up one night, said a bunch of shit. Idiot kicker. Didn't make it to the next season. Right. If your you offensive know. line ain't on the same page as you, they ain't going to go out of their way to protect right. you. Those guys should be, those guys should have your back. Every single play. Right. So if they're if they're the ones up in your face, there's a problem, chemistry right. problem. So let me ask you this: If he's not likable now, he probably wasn't likable for the duration of his career in Seattle. Right. Was it Pete Carroll that's like, I don't give a shit what you think. We play as a team. We play together. We play to win. So you just shut your mouth and you do your job. I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett had that type of command of the team. Agreed. But Sean Payton, do you think he's going to go in there all willy-nilly? If anyone you can, know? can bring this, hmm. can write this ship, it is Sean Payton. Absolutely. There you go. So yeah. that, he's not, I that mean, will he, tell you right now, if Russ is done, we'll know this year that right. it's Russ yeah. or it's not Russ yeah. based on how the way Sean Payton comes in there. I mean, I'm hopeful for Russ. I, he was always one of my favorite quarterbacks over the last 10 years. I know two years ago, well, 2020, his last fully healthy season, almost 69% completion percentage, over 4,000 yards, 40 TDs, and I think it was 12 or 13 picks. His rating was well over 100. I think it was 105, 106. Even the following season when he got hurt, he still had a nice touchdown ratio. It was like 25 touchdowns, six or eight picks. Solid numbers. Even when he came back, he wasn't the same. And last year, obviously, was a disaster. The guy is 
absolutely talented coming out of college. He was an incredible quarterback. It, I think even most experts said if this guy was 6'3", he'd be the number one quarterback, and it would be without question. I'm going to put my money on the talent. I think that Russ leads his team very well this year. I am not projecting a top five like he was over the last 10 years of his career, but I do think a top 10, 11, 12 is well within reach. And I would like to think that a number 12 is probably his four and probably a number eight or nine is probably his ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. Well, that is our take on Russ Wilson. So we are expecting a bit of a bounce back. Um, So there we go. Number nine was a little bit of a shock. When I put everyone's numbers in, uh, this guy is a perennial top 15 quarterback. Sometimes he'll be in the top 10, but always in that 11 to 13 range. And here we go, Steady Eddie, Mr. Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota. Averaging almost 22 points a game is what we have him projected for. That is a lofty total, just ahead of Russ Wilson. Is this going to be his last season in Minnesota? It could be, but I think he's still on pace for what he's always shown that he can do. Yeah, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. I mean, he's got the weapons. He even added one. Absolutely. Yeah. why not? Losing Dalvin Cook, I don't think even really hurts him. Right. You got that's not a that's not a definite, but it does look it it looks like it's pointed that way. Yeah. I mean he's got Hawkinson, he's got Jefferson, Addison, Addison, um, KJ Osborne's still yep. there. Right. He's there's no reason that he shouldn't or couldn't do exactly what he's been doing. Steady Eddie, you, unless something crazy happens, he's gonna give you what he's given you the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just think we have them too high, and I just don't know why. And I think it has to do more with we got something wrong under us. That's or I got something wrong below us. Where I, would you Where would you put him? Who deserves to jump him? Yeah, that, that's what I'm having a hard time with. And if you can determine who jumps him, then I guess he's in the right spot. I just don't think he's going to finish as QB nine. If we, you said yeah. Vinny, if he's going to finish QB nine or better, I'd be like, no. I mean, I he just never finishes. I just don't know who's going to be above him when it's right. all said and done. That's all. He never finishes with less than four thousand yards. That's right. like a guaranteed take it to the bank. What he, was his finish last year in terms uh, of points per game? Twenty-one and a half, twenty-two and a half the year before, twenty-three and a half the year prior yeah, to that. Right, I mean, but um, and he gets no love. Basically, ever. twenty-one points a game. We're projecting for one point a game higher. Forty-five hundred yards, twenty-seven touchdowns. I mean, unless he, he just falls off, the guy never. Gets I mean, they, the love they did lose Thielen. They replaced him with one of the top wide receivers in the draft. Uh, it doesn't, and he's got Hawkinson for a full season. Right. He gets to work with him in OTAs. I'm going to go ahead and say this just to piss you off. This is who you wanted Derek Carr to be every year: steady Eddie in this range, yeah. and not steady Eddie middle of the pack. Yeah, not number right? 17. Kirk Cousins is what you wanted Derek Carr to be. Right. Kirk Cousins is Derek Carr's ceiling. He's yeah. actually, I think, in a recent report, Derek Carr said that Kirk Cousins is, is his, his spirit animal. Oh, I thought it was his dad. <laughs> no, not his dad. <laughs> unless he had, unless he fathered him when he was like six. <laughs> That's which, a plot twist. No, I think he said his spirit animal. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is his spirit animal. Kirk Cousins is the guy that nobody wants to believe in. Not even us. Do you want to draft Kirk Cousins? 
It doesn't sound as my cool. backup. It doesn't sound fun. No. It doesn't sound like oh, game or a, a season winning type of guy. But he's doing it, and he's done it year after year after year. I think because he never takes him anywhere. It's always just the Marty Schottenheimer of quarterbacks. Right. He's always like, ah, he's so good, but then that's as far as it gets. He's good during the regular season. You get to the playoffs, he chokes. He yeah. chokes in big games. He just doesn't have that what you, what you're expecting. But he's got a great touchdown rate. He always has high yardage. Let I mean, me throw I this don't out think there. I've ever had oh. him on my team. Is 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 he? Will he ever be considered for the Hall of Fame? No, no. For what? No, uh, <laughs> for, no. For his I mean, best, for his best he, slogan. You like that? No, Morgan. I mean he he would be Morgan like Johnson he's the one. Harold Baines <laughs> of football. He would be the Harold Baines of football. He what just plays a long, yeah. twenty homers, eighty yeah. RBIs, steady Eddie, yeah. never letting anyone down, oh, never man. a top fifteen Super Bowl, guys. Yeah, that's he's not exactly losing it for either. Wow. I mean, it, so let's say this: if you were to put Kirk Cousins on the 49ers. Could he get him to the Super Bowl? Vinny. Yes. Okay. He has to have everything be perfect. He has to have an incredible defense. He's got to have a great offensive coach. You have to have everything right. Minnesota doesn't have a great defense. As a matter of fact, they leaned on the offense more. Now, of course, that helps him, and it helps us because we play fantasy football, and we're not GMs. So for me, Kirk Cousins is Scottie Pippen. He's Scotty Pippen. There you go. He is Scotty Pippen. Yeah. That is him. Good analogy. So would he be my number one? I don't want him to be. But if I find myself in the first five rounds and like guys are slipping at running back, at wide receiver, at tight end that I'm not quite expecting, I'm like, Well, Damn, I guess I can Diggs take is here. I know. I'm like, Diggs is here at late second. I'm going to take Diggs. And then you get to the early third and an unexpected running back. And you get to late fourth and you got Kyle Pitts sitting there. And you're like, well, I was going to take Herbert, but I got Pitts sitting here in the fourth. And you come to the fifth and you're like, there's no way D-Hop's here in the fifth round. What's going on? I, uh, all right. Well, I was going to take uh, the next best quarterback, but D-Hop's here at the end of the fifth. And you get to the end of the sixth and something else happens. And the next thing you know... You're in the 10th round, and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I just missed out on every good quarterback. But I got Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. There yeah. you go. You're looking at a, teep that, a team that's deep at wide receiver and running back and tight end, and you just got a quarterback that you feel confident in. It's going to get you 10. a steady 21 points pretty much week right. in, week out, yeah. unless the game is on the line. That'll give you 15. Yeah, well, now that's <laughs> But it's gonna... okay. Yeah, it's okay. That... He's no. going to play the lions or he's going to play the bears and he's going to be a 24 25 and he's going to play a team with a like he's going to play the bills he's going to play a team with the, the eagles and the next thing you know he gets you 14 but it's okay because it all evens out and the weeks that you need him early in the season when it doesn't matter he's there for you and he's good and right. he always has justin jefferson he can just exactly. sling it to yeah exactly so I, I know last year kirk finished qb7 i'm just trying to figure out every other year where he finished and and I'm having a hard time finding that. I feel dumb, but I you know I'm I'm pretty sure this is his best finish in a long time. I would say it's pretty. You think average. this will no, be? Pretty average, this man. is where we projected him. Yeah, number seven overall. That's his average. I would no, say no. We have him 12. at number. We have him at number nine. I think he averages number twelve. We have him, th- but I mean points That's, per game. We right. have him like maybe a point higher than what. 
he usually finishes. I, I honestly, I think it's more. I think you're looking at the ranking as opposed to the points. If we right. had scheduled Russell Wilson another quarter point higher and Deshaun Watson another half point higher, you'd be looking at Kirk at number eleven. You'd probably feel good about it. Like, all right, number eleven sounds about right. He's had one top ten finish in the last in eighteen the last... years. Wait, I'm reading this wrong. I'm so sorry. Cousins has finished as a top 12 fantasy QB seven of the past eight seasons. Though there you his, go. Though his, oh, slow down. Though his eighth place showing in 2022 was his first top 10 since 2017. Okay, but that's what we're saying. Yeah. I think the bearded Mike called it exactly right, though. If you look at our numbers, our projections, that from number nine, Kirk Cousins, drop that down to number 14, Jared Goff. There's like a point and a half difference. Right. Yeah. That's six, what, five, six spots where any of these guys could be interchanged. So the ranking is a little bit misleading. He could just as easily drop down to 14. Easily. Just, I mean, right. it would have taken one of us to knock off a couple touchdowns, which, put on a couple picks. Which yeah. is why, even though you're quick to say, oh, there you go, he's a top 12 guy, none of us at this table draft him as a top 12 guy. No no one does. I, uh, 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 I was, Let's take that back. Uh, I draft him top 12. Yeah, if I was I'll in, draft him top 12. If I went you will, heavy but you and, haven't. No one's drafted him top 12 before. Uh, We're it has talking to happen about in it the right now, order. so like, yeah. you're like, oh, well, this, this makes sense now. But no one's going into a draft saying, I'm going to build around Kirk Cousins. Exactly. Yep. No one. No, because he doesn't have that name. Mike's saying if, if it just fell that way where you were picking up other guys in other positions, you would you would be okay if you had Kirk Cousins if you were able to load up certain receivers and running backs in okay. lieu of picking up a, a top you, you eight know quarterback. What? I, you know what? I'm actually going to disagree with that statement. You're asking me right now what I'd rather have Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Steady Eddie, or Russell Wilson, who I'm praying makes a comeback. Man, that's a real flip of the coin. Deshaun Watson was horrible last year. Should he be better this year? Of course. But if you look at his number last year compared to Cousins, I'd probably take Cousins. Tua, he is one concussion away from being done. Tua's a one-year, one-hit wonder. That's it. He hasn't proven it past a year. Yeah. He should, but no one can tell me anything outside. He he did it one year, and he only did it for partial season. Deshaun Watson's another story. Kirk Cousins has been Deshaun, or yeah, Kirk Cousins has been in Deshaun Watson's rearview mirror since His Deshaun Watson came yeah. into the league. One bad year does not make a career, just like we don't think one bad year should make a career for Russell Wilson. The difference is we have questions about Russell Wilson's leadership. We have questions about his character. We have questions about the not talent. his character. Russell Wilson's character? No, well, not his no. character. Maybe not his but character, but his relationships with teammates. There you go. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I have major questions about that. Listen, just because you go in the middle of the field and you lead a prayer group, dude, that does not... No yeah, offense, Tim that Tebow doesn't did mean that you too. can they lead like him. a group of guys. Tim Tebow was hated by Champ Bailey, for God's sakes. Right. And Champ Bailey is one of the best ever. Yeah. Some people don't get behind yeah, that. Yeah, was Champ Bailey a great guy, though? I mean, I know huh. what you're saying, He's a great corner. Yeah, he I, was a great corner I, on the field. We're trying to win football games, man. Yeah. I mean... I have a thought on that, like because when we were on Russell Wilson, I wanted to kind of make a comparison about because that's the whole spiritual thing, the whole Christianity thing. I didn't know if I could get away with it on the podcast. Get away with it because we're gonna strike it down. <laughs> <laughs> so there are certain like 
you know Christians that you talk to, and like you just are uncomfortable. Like Billy Graham, like, when you talk to Billy Graham, <laughs> when, yeah, like when, <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm not Joel, doing this. Like You're Joel doing this. Oh, there you go. Oh, I like it. All right, I like so, where we're going. All right, cool. So there are certain like Derek Carr is a, a hardcore Christian, but he, I don't think he comes across like Russell Wilson comes across in those team meetings. Kirk Cousins is a very strong people respect will- <laughs> Derek Carr. Exactly, for you, sure. I don't think people respect Russell Wilson. Exactly. I no. think it goes beyond re- the religion that you're talking about. It's the authenticity. Exactly. And Russ doesn't go. have an authenticity about him. He doesn't him. come off he authentic, feels bro. corny. He's, bro, yeah, he's, his own teammate, his own de- teammate banged his wife, bro. Y'all just gave me goosebumps, Dude, man. Like that to me, that encapsulates it, bro. Yeah. If you got the respect of your locker room, Golden Tate doesn't go behind your back and smash your wife. Bro. Right. Right. And get traded to Detroit. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, no, you're I mean, right. It is man. what it That's is, real bro. Talk. Was that Ciara that he? No, no, no. It was his previous wife. Oh, okay. That's mm. what caused a divorce, right there. Wow. Essentially, that's why Golden Tate essentially got shipped out. Yeah, I always liked Golden Tate. He was a great. Yak After guy. that story, you love him, don't you? I don't know. No, I, no, I didn't no, see he his likes wife. He's a Russ guy, though. Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah. Like I always liked Russ. But, no, I liked the t- I liked the numbers. I mean, he was always bro. a top he was very six, consistent. top seven quarterback and consistent he as hell. He was the current Cousins before Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. I yep. just, I'm saying right now, though, if you had me, because the, the Tua comparison to Kirk, I don't want to do, because Tua, like I say, he did it for one year, he did it for 12 games. You know, show me a full season. Can you get through a full season? Can you get yeah. through a full season and actually have a career before, you know, you have to suffer another major injury? Right. For me, if I'm sitting there on draft day, and I have to choose between Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. While Kirk Cousins has had a pedigree of all this all this production, I still think Deshaun Watson has more upside than Kirk Cousins. Here's, Simple as that. And on a bad day, Deshaun Watson can run. Kirk can't. Right. Here's the Just kicker. Can't. You have to take Deshaun Watson a few rounds ahead before you have to take Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That's that's our point. Is you can sneak you a couple sure? of other yes. picks. Yes. I think if you look at his ADP, Kurt, I'm gonna look right Deshaun now. Watson. I'm going to look right now. It should be like that. Yes. But what it should be and what I think are two different things. So if it, is, if it is what you think, what would be your decision right there? Well, if I have to take De- um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson, I want to know what round. So I'm pulling it up right now. So we're going to go to quarterbacks, fantasy pros, and we'll DCR. Let's see. Deshaun Watson is number 10 and Kirk Cousins is number 13. Not okay. a huge difference there, man. Just not a huge difference there. I'm taking Deshaun Watson, even if it means I have to take Deshaun Watson one round earlier. What's his uh, current ADP right now? Deshaun Watson, anyone like to guess? I would look. Oh, do you know it? I do. Oh, you want me to guess? Yep. Um Without looking. I haven't seen anything. I, I, okay. Um, I just had for it quarterbacks, Just quarterback ADP? Overall. Overall what ADP? Round, what round is Deshaun Watson going in? Sixth round. 72. Round seven, number seventy-eight. Oh my God, that's even better. Okay, where's Kirk? Number ninety. Oh, twelve spots ahead. Yeah, it's one round, man. Okay, that's it. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. No that brainer. seems reasonable. Yeah. Twelve spots seems very. So that's reasonable. what I'm saying. Like the assumption was made. I said, oh no, no, yeah, he's yeah. going way earlier. No, he's not. He's one Deshaun round Watson is, has question marks much. right now. P- two people are not going to think about Deshaun Watson the way I think about him. Yeah. Let's wait people until are, the, let's wait until the season gets a little bit closer. I guarantee you, there's a bigger disparity than 12 spots as the closer we get to the season starting. I think as long as Deshaun Watson is staying out of trouble and everything's good through OTAs, that Deshaun Watson will right. probably move into the round six range. That's if there is any truth at all that D Hop signs with Cleveland, which there is the rumor That'd that he huge. would. Oh my God, Deshaun Watson's probably around five, early round five, late round four. It would be great. I mean, those two yeah. guys were. 
freaking peanut butter and jelly you know for sure that would change things absolutely yeah all right let's let's, fo- let's follow that up in a few months and see how this this parody is yeah. yeah all right so guys we're gonna take a real quick commercial break and Thank i'm God. gonna i know that was a long episode that was actually an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> i'm doing my pp dance over here oh just my God. be in your seat you already yeah, pissed just, on a slide yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're going to give a shout out to a restaurant tonight. I'm wearing their shirt in support of them. Um, We're not going to say they're the official empanada, but we would like to say they should be the official empanada of Palm Bay. I love it. Yeah. uh, Henry's Cuban Cafe, located just, and I do mean just south of Malabar on Jupiter and Emerson. And Emerson. It's located in the Sunoco Plaza. It is incredible. Cafe con leche. It is top of the line. Say, it is, say that again. Cafe con leche. I know. He said it really well. Is that okay? Like did yeah. I say it okay? You did. Absolutely. You did a good job. Yeah. And uh, the croquetas. Oh, well, my God. Are so Damn. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. They're good really shit. good. Uh, if you go there after like 11 it. o'clock, they have an incredible lunch menu. But go there for breakfast. Just get yourself a spinach empanada and get yourself a chicken empanada and a little cafe con leche. And oh, my God. That's it. You're set for the day. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, Very and we'll nice. be right back, guys. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us during our little commercial slash body break. Um, we're not even going to miss a beat. We're going to go right in to number eight. We just finished off with Russ and Kirk Cousins, and we are now on number eight, and that is going to be freshly off one of the highest contracts in the history of the NFL. A lot of questions surrounding his uh, numbers because they have declined for the last three years since he won the MVP, and that is going to be Mr. I'm going to represent myself, Lamar Jackson. Wow, and he did it. He did represent himself. And he got it. And he got it. Correct, Mike. Yes. Mike's very excited for him. Throw him another one. <laughs> and he's it. Yes. And he's a football player. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to run. Good job, Mike. So we have him coming in at a robust 23.6 points per game, which is clearly ahead of Kirk Cousins and uh, starting to move into the class with uh, the other guys at the top. So this is where the biggest drop-off falls. That the rest of the guys, there's a point, maybe a half a point, but here is almost two points difference per game. That's going to be Lamar Jackson. So he's got Mark Andrews. I don't know if his line is going to be any better. He did. They did sign Orlando Brown away from the Kansas City Chiefs. That is going to be a massive addition. Absolutely. He is definitely, at, if not the top, but at least the top five or six left tackle in the game, protecting his blind side. They did draft Zay Flowers. J.K. Dobbins should be healthy. He is now two years removed from that horrible, horrific knee injury that he suffered. OBJ. OBJ, yes, 31-year-old, two torn ACLs. I can catch balls with one hand. (laughs) That's great. I don't know that that's going to matter quite as much as just a better left tackle a healthy J.K. Dobbins. Of course, right. But uh, but here's the thing. They said that he's going to pass a lot more. He's not going to be. They're not expecting know. him to run as much. I got to tell he's you. He's going to run. He, he is going to run. It's in his blood, right? That's exactly it. It is in his blood, Mike. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> you, you got it? Yeah, no, that's exactly who Lamar has been his runners, entire career. Runners run. Runners run. Runners yeah. run. Haters throw with hate. throw. Haters going to hate. Yep. <laughs> 
No, and, and that's what Lamar has done his whole career. There's Don't no reason he's going to change now. Um, no matter who's out there, even if he has guys that are able to create more separation. DJ Moore? Yes, if he had DJ Moore, that might be the game changer that he needs. But uh, other than that, I know he's got Beckham. I know he has Bateman. I know he has Zay Flowers. But if those guys are covered, he's going to tuck it and he's going to run. So Lamar Jackson, yes, I like him to uh, continue to do what he's done his whole career. Yeah. And he's going to stay at number eight for us. But that is going to change when we look at uh, next year because he's going to do some great things this year. Who knows? Maybe he's top five again. Yeah. Maybe he sucks ass and he's back in the bottom 12. Yeah. He's got a pathway. He does. All right, so the next guy on our list, we are making a huge leap of faith. We have him projected at just under 24 points a game. Last year, he finished at 21.5. He had a couple games where he was north of 50 yards a game rushing. He did make a leap under Doug Peterson. Um, Of course, he had to make a leap because he had an idiot and a jackass as a coach the year before, an Urban Meyer uh, had no idea what he was doing. He definitely should have stuck to college. He never should have came to the pros, shot yeah. cons, and moron for hiring him. Right. But nothing we can do about that. So here we go with Trevor Lawrence at number seven. He's got Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. He did lose Marvin Jones. Nobody cares. Coach didn't care. Um, <laughs> they drafted Bigsby. They've Bigsby. Got, yeah, mm-hmm. they've got Eddian. Um, is it Etienne or is it Eddian? We're going to call him Travis. <laughs> Let's call just call him Travis. T E. Yeah, T E. Yeah. He brings really good things I don't to know. life. Is it, is, I call what do you him, think? I call him Travis Etn. Etn. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, is it Etn or Etn? I'm like JD. Hold on, you're from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. from there, man. That's why I say it like that. JD. He's getting Get on there, Bob. I love yeah. it, bro. I love it. So, how, how would you say it if you're just talking for real, real. like normal, like Travis Etn. Etn. Etienne. Okay. Okay. Etienne. All right. French. Yeah. Travis Etienne. Baton Rouge. All right. Okay. Okay. So So Trevor Lawrence at number seven. Um, This is a big leap. At 21 and a half, that puts him, I mean, it was only about number nine is what we'd have him at if he finished the exact same as last year. But uh, we're projecting a bit of a leap with Calvin Ridley there. That seems reasonable. Two points more a game. Right. With Ridley? It, it, it sounds reasonable, and I think he has top five upside. I really believe it. I don't think he could finish as the overall QB1, but I do think he can finish in the top five. He certainly has enough weapons. The run game is going to be better. Doug Peterson is a great play caller. Offensive, that team is built on offense. That's not going to be a team known for defense. They're going to get into some shootouts. So he has everything there to finish as a top five QB. I mean, you're going to take some real convincing I think of 95% of fantasy footballers to have anyone say they can finish inside the top three. I think the top three are pretty much set across the board everywhere in the land. So from four through seven, I think there's a little play. So yeah. definitely, there's definitely some play there. Yeah. He, so he, top seven play out of his good. mind, I think, to, to do top five, though. I'm pretty sure the top three, we all are, are thinking uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Jalen Hurts, but Correct. there is a guy named Joe Burrow that does it literally just by throwing the ball. He's right there. Yeah, right if only there. he'd... Uh, yeah, I mean, he was coming off an ACL tear last year, so maybe he right. does kick in an extra 100 right. or 150 yards on the ground and pushes it just up a little bit more. Right. I mean, because in 150 yards on the ground, that equals an extra two and a half times per So that's going to be, what, 75 and 150, 225, 375 yards through the air is what it would push it up to. That's solid. Right. I think Jalen Hurts 
is going to take a slight step back. Yeah. I don't think they're going to grow on. I don't think they're going to get better in the rushing department in Philly. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think they're going to be the same rushing team, which is going to force him to do it more with his arm. And that's the big key. Can he do more with his arm and less with his legs? We'll see. I'm not saying he's going to fall out of the top 10 or anything like that. I just think out of the, the three up there, he's the one I think that can fall out. He's the one. Well, you know what? We actually agree with you because this is going to be uh, the first real big surprise in the top 10 here. I know Cousins was a little bit at number nine. We expect him probably in that number 12 range. We, we have him. But uh, at number six... We have Jalen Hurts taking a huge step back because he, I think for most places across the universe, he is a top three locked and loaded quarterback. We have him at number six. We have him coming in at 25 points per game, just a shade over 25.05. But uh, we have him falling to number six, obviously still top of the line quarterback. We're not expecting anything ridiculous, just a, a little bit of regression across the board. Um, they are going to have a much, much tougher schedule this year. It will not be cake like it was last year. 25 points per game seems attainable. At number six, You are, if you are listening to us, you are not going to get him if you follow what we say because he is not going to last to the fifth round and where you, the number six quarterback should fall. Right. <clears throat> Anyone making a stand okay? for Jalen Hurts should still be <laughs> number three. Yeah, <clears throat> so my ranking had to do with injury concerns. Like I, I feel like defenses are going to lock in on him now. Okay, and I feel like that he just is he's going to get injured. I think he's going to take like a like four games where he's going to be out. Okay, so is he still a top seven quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. With that, okay, Josh, still top seven for you? Oh, definitely. I okay. mean, unless he does get injured, there, there's no reason to not have him top seven. I still think he's probably good for 32 to 3,400 uh, passing yards, six to 800 rushing yards. I don't see a big step off of, of his rushing. I think he's he's very capable of hitting that. Um, is he going to get the touchdowns? I don't know. Are they going to continue to put, you know, is he going to continue to be their goal line runner and get all those touchdowns? I don't know about that. Probably not. But, you know, you knock off a few touchdowns, and that's a few points per game right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vinny, how many passing touchdowns did Jalen Hurts have last year? 24. Mike? 22. Josh? 21. Uh, Raider hit it right on the nose. 22 passing touchdowns. He had 13. Teen rushing touchdowns. They lost Miles Sanders, who had, I want to say, nine rushing touchdowns, but they did bring in Rashad Penny, and, of course, they brought in DeAndre Swift. Those guys are good for at least 12, 13 snaps a year with their injury oh, yeah. rate. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, They'll definitely combine for two right full now. games. Yeah. I hear Pac-Man noises. Yeah. Like, jump, 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 jump. I'm not sure I what that means. Those. Waka, 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 waka. Goose for a bop. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not that's, even sure. That's Pac-Man. You guys, did you ever play Pac-Man? Of course. I thought you were yeah. doing um, the, the pa- Muppets. Yeah. Waka, 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 waka. Feedy, fruity, fruity. Yeah, I like it. Good job, Mike. Was it Fozzie that did that? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we have Jalen Hurts at number six. I got to tell you, it seems a little bit low. If you expect any kind of regression at all with the schedule that they're facing, if they really are trying to get him to be a little bit safer at the line of scrimmage, inside the red zone and enough with the put the tush push 
and they're giving it to these running backs, 13 seems a little high. So if he comes back down to six, seven, eight touchdowns, right. that's literally all it's going to take for yeah. him to fall back to 25 points a game. Yeah. This is not a huge leap. This is not some, you know, some weird projection. This is just a few touchdowns yeah. over the course of the season where they're giving him to the running backs, and he's at 25 points a game. With a harder schedule, it seems reasonable. Not saying it's definitely going to happen, but... Our projection we, seems very believable. Yes. Yeah. So what we're saying is number three and number four quarterback to have to take Jalen Hurts, there's not the value there. Best just to let him go to someone that wants him still as the number three or number four quarterback. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, do you see much of a pa- – let's put it this way. If you're, someone's going to pay up for him, and if that's the case, do you see a path for him to make a jump beyond what he just did this past season? No way. No. There you go. He reached his ceiling already. All right, who's there the you next go. quarterback then? Next quarterback <laughs> is one of my favorite. We are now into the top five. And, uh, man, this guy, he's going to get a lot of love from a lot of people. We project him for 25 and a half points a game. He's got a brand new OC coming over from Dallas. He's got a brand new first round wide receiver in Quentin Johnston. Austin Eckler just got an extra $1.75 million in incentives for this year, and he is definitely incentivized. This is going to be his last year with the Chargers, and Justin Herbert's going to be very sad to see him go. But for this year and redraft, this is the year for Herbert. Brand yeah. new OC, three wide receivers that are all capable of putting up points. Austin Eckler back there. I mean, it's hard to see anything. Rashawn Slater should be back and fully healthy for the start of the season. He's got a solid offensive line. What could? Po- I mean, you want to? You hate to say it. You want to knock on wood, but it. He's he's primed for success. Yeah, every, everything got better. Right. And in last year. It seemed like nothing was going right. And he had cracked ribs last year. He did. Yeah. People like to shit on him, but he did. He played through a massive injury. But exactly. he likes to be injury. shit on. He yeah. likes that. He does. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that about him. Yeah, I read that in an article. In, <laughs> like, uh, I think it was in Sports <laughs> Illustrated. It was in the same article where they were talking about, uh, who's your guitar guy, Josh? Oh, John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. Same thing. They used to party with the same people. <laughs> same people. Same yeah. girls. Yeah. Same girls that like that same, uh, they had the affinity for poo and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Two girls in a cup. Yeah. Hey. We're, making, we're making all this up, of course. But, um, kind of. man, his completion percentage is through the roof. His yards per attempt last year were, were lower than they had been the previous two seasons. He's only going to get better, I think. Yeah. His, Have you ever tasted poop? Uh, not willingly. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you ever see Step Brothers when they made him eat the crystallized white poo? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, made him. Yeah. I think you're looking at a positive regression towards the mean of, of prior seasons. That's I think, a lot of I think you're right, Mike. I think he takes the step that he should have took last year. Yeah. I think this is the most important thing that I'm trying to convey to people. Justin Herbert, we have him ranked at number five. I think most people are going to have Jalen Hurts ahead of him. Right. I think at least half the fantasy football community is going to have Lamar Jackson ranked ahead of him. So you're getting Justin Herbert more than likely as the number six or seven quarterback off the board. Should be coming off around late round five, early round six, and most standard one-point PPR drafts. We feel that as the number five quarterback, he should be drafted in the late fourth round. So if he's sitting there in the fifth round, what you got, Mike, is... Value. Yeah! Great value Thank you. brand. Great value. So what it is, is in the fourth round, instead of feeling obligated to take Herbert, in the fourth round, you can take D- D-Hop off mm. the board. And instead of settling for a DJ Moore, 
in the fifth round. You got D-Hop in the fourth, and you still followed it up with a Justin Herbert, who we're telling you is going to finish as a top five QB. Okay. So keep that in your bank. Write it down. Don't tell anyone. Uh, it's a secret. Yeah. It is a secret. No one should, You got it, Mike? Mike's writing it right now in yeah. his uh, black book. Very yep. nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyone not high on Herbert? Anyone not see a pathway to take a leap for him? I'm high. I love Herbert last year. I love Herbert this year. I love Herbert. I just love Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a likable guy. Yeah. He is. And he's uber talented, has a great arm. He runs a little bit. He has the weapons. He has the right offensive system. I mean, this is a guy that could easily finish in the QB5 range. Again, I, I don't see him ever finishing as QB1. Well, not ever. This upcoming year, I don't see him finishing as the overall QB1 by any stretch. But somewhere between three and five. Easy I path. I actually could see a pathway for him finishing in the, as the top yeah. two quarterback this year. Hmm. I, I actually could. You know what I do like is that what he was saying going into um, the combine is that he was working on his cadence. He was working on calling plays. He was working on the way he commanded a huddle because they said he was almost too nice, too likable, and he wanted to like put himself out there. He was a little bit shy, and he started making sure that he was doing those interviews on uh, not just at the combine but on uh, – What's the senior senior bowl? Senior yeah. bowl, yeah. So he comes across as a very very likable guy. Super likable. Yeah, I haven't I, heard anything from his teammates. I think what's going on here though is most people are expecting Justin Herbert to be 2020 Dak Prescott with Kellen Moore when all they did was throw. Oh they man, had no we, run I mean, 400 game. yards a game and like four touchdowns a game. Right. That's going to be a, a huge. But that's that's what people's expectations are. Okay. They see Kellen Moore. They see Justin Herbert, who is way better than Dak Prescott will ever be, and a recipe for success because you have an Austin Eckler, you have a, um, what do you call that man? Um, Mike Williams, you have a, Keenan, um, Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen. Yeah. Quentin so Johnson. Quentin, Quentin Johnson. Johnson just came in. So you see the, the, the potential to have that kind of season because the defense never seems to be able to stop anybody. Yep. Yeah. They have an awesome safety in Duran Williams. They have a couple awesome. Khalil corners, Mack. They've right? got Bosa. And they got, suck on defense. Man, it's yeah. the wild, wild west. I mean, the AFC yeah. West is just the wild, wild west. No, because if San Francisco was there, they would shut those teams down to some extent. They're just not a real defense, man. We need to get yeah. over it. Yeah. LA can't stop nobody. I'm, I'm actually good with that. If I yeah. have if I have Herbert, but that's I'm what you good. Want. That's exactly. what you want. And that's yep. why a lot of people are going to try to get them, get draft them early. I can already see it, man. Every okay. All those Dallas pom-pom guys that love Kellen Moore are going to be all over Justin all right, Herbert. Well, guys, anyone that's thinking that, I hate to, I'm going to set you straight right now. He is not going to average 400 yards a game like Dak Prescott did three years ago. That's just not happening. But 300 yards a game is within reason. You're talking a 5,000-yard season, 40 touchdowns. It's very reasonable. It's not a huge, huge leap of faith to be able to think that they can hit those numbers. Now, the next guy shocked even me. I'm a huge fan of this team. Um, they've got an incredible number one receiver, underrated, some would say. Um, they've got a good tight end, underutilized. They've got a solid run game with three very solid running backs. I don't know about their line. Their line sucks ass. I wish I could say better things about them. But we're looking at Justin Fields as the number four ranked quarterback by us, coming in at just over 25 and a half points per game at number four. I got to tell you, this feels high. I, I, I get it. He is going to rush for a shit ton of yards. He's probably going to be over 1,000 yards, maybe even 1,200 yards. And in standard scoring, Guys, that's it's ten points. It's for every 
it's a point for every 10 yards. It's a point for every 25 yards passing. So if he rushes for 1,200 yards, that's like throwing for 3,000 yards. So all he's got to do is throw for 2,500 yards. If he rushes for 1,200, that's like throwing for 5,500 yards. Yeah. It's a lot. It is the cheat code. We, Vinny's already said it. It's the cheat code. Right. If he rushes for 1,200 yards, he will be, without a doubt, a top five quarterback. It's not even a question. He will absolutely be top five. Question is, Josh, can he hit 1,200 yards rushing? Here's I'm gonna I'm not even gonna answer your question like that. I'm, I looked at my projections. I knew my numbers for him. I do not. I think he's too high. I think that a healthy Lamar Jackson has a better season than Justin Fields. I, uh, no, I would Lamar, agree with Lamar's that. Lamar's been doing it better uh, for longer. I don't know how Justin Fields got to number four in our projections. I don't know if somebody hit the nine key one too many times. He four feels too high. He hasn't. He's had flashes, but man, kind of like we were just talking a few minutes ago. Who were you talking about? Uh, Tua. Well, I think we were off air. He hasn't done it good enough for long enough for me to totally believe in that number four. I don't know. Call me the outlier. I am not on board with this number four ranking. I could. I think. Okay. Uh, let me ask you six this. Six to ten is more <clears throat> realistic. Okay. All right. So that's fair. I was gonna. <clears throat> I was gonna ask you like where you thought he finished last year, and do you think he could improve on that? Yeah, he only had two hundred yard, two two hundred yard passing games. No, no his, yeah. his, his his ranking. Right. Oh, his, his overall. Yeah. yeah. Last year he actually finished at twenty two point eight points per game. Yeah, but his ranking, quarterback ranking. Uh, what was it? What was it, Mike? Number five. Okay. And do you think he's? It's going to get better because they added more weapons. They did him. add DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, they did draft an incredible Roshan Johnson. Yes, who's incredible in pass protection. Absolutely. Theoretically, he should be running less, <laughs> which is which is actually bad for his fantasy output. Maybe not. They also drafted a new starting left tackle. He has improved. His line should be yeah. impro- his line should be improved. So we're all everyone's basically betting that he's going to be an improved passer. We haven't seen that yet. Well, we haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll take it from here because I'm the Justin Fields guy, I guess. So he averaged 150 yards game per 100 yards passing per game. 150 yards passing per game. Okay, if he just takes a 25 yard improvement and just gets 175 yards a game, he's just thrown for 3,000 yards. Last year. He had Lamar's record crushed. The only reason he didn't crush it is because they kept him out one game. Right. He did it with a bad offensive line that got much better in the offseason. And they added DJ Moore. The only thing I'm going to say is you say, can he finish better than QB5 or are we too high? We're definitely not too high. Because the Russians aren't going anywhere. But he really can't get much better than QB5 and QB4. But that's nothing to sneeze at. Right. He's not going to finish in front of Mahomes. He's not going to finish in front of Josh Allen. Right. And he's probably not going to finish in front of Hurts. Or Burrow, right? right? So there you go. That's where you're at. Everyone's just kind of trying to get to that four and five spot. But if you said to me, Vinny, would you be surprised if he finished QB1? No, because if he rushes for 1,400 yards, it's game over. And he can do that. Yeah. And that he has shown. There's no denying that ability. Would you, be surprised if he, would you be surprised if he finished at Corby, quarterback nine? No, there's okay. zero chance. The, the cheat code is in, guys. This is a new NFL. This is not our grandparents' NFL where the quarterback has to pass the ball to be effective. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Why do you like Anthony Richardson so much? He can't throw worse shit. No. Nope. But you think he's going to rush for 1,300 yards. 1,100. Well, well, my man Well, my man did 1,100 last year blind yep. with a bad offensive line. Last year, he scored 22.8 points per game. 
a 10% bump would put him at 25.6. We have him projected at 25.57. So we are projecting a 10% increase in his yards, either passing or rushing or total. But 10% is all we're bumping him up. If we bump him up 25 yards a game, we just did 25 yards a game. That gives him 175 a game. If he manages to get to a measly 200 yards a game after adding DJ Moore, and if you think DJ Moore is going to have a 1,000-yard season, which he does pretty consistently, right? Where did the 1,000 yards come from? Right. Okay. If we only bumped him up 25 yards a game passing and everything else stayed exactly the same, it would put him at 23.8. It would put him right at number 7, 8 in our rankings. Right. And then I say if he gets to 200, he's at 3,400 yards. Okay. And what did he finish at last year? Like 2,300? Like a lot less. A lot, lot less. Right. Yeah. I mean, what we're asking him to do, the question is, are you asking a guy to do too much? If you're telling me you're asking an NFL quarterback to go from year year one to year two and then year two to year three and go up 25 yards each time, are you asking a lot when he's already at the bottom of the barrel? He's at 150. Yeah. Right. You're not asking for a huge jump. So right. you either believe he can make a 25-yard increase or you don't. And that's it. There's really not much else to it because the rushing ain't going to go nowhere, man. Chicago's going to be behind in a ton of games. For sure. They're playing a high-powered offense against the Vikings two times. They played Detroit two times. Yep. That right there is four games where <laughs> yeah. you better get them into your lineup if you got them, obviously. And yeah. why would you bench them? Those games are going to go through the roof, man. Yeah. And okay. they're in domes. I don't know. I I... I uh, he's a great player. I still see him not where, where we have him. I mean, Josh right. Allen couldn't throw the ball. You're a Bills guy. Josh Allen couldn't throw the ball worth shit. His his. Josh, let's face it. He could throw the ball, man. Yeah, yeah. He could throw. He has no accuracy, right? No one wanted. No one was drafting Josh Allen. No. Right. No one. All of a sudden, he makes that year two to year three improvement. Well, all of a sudden, oh shit, they added Stephon Diggs. Oh shit, they just added DJ Moore. Right. You add talent around somebody, you'd be surprised. People get better. Yeah, Josh. Let me ask you. Like, where would you put? Who would you put him under? Uh, that that's what I just said. I think that Lamar Jackson, if he plays a full healthy season, he has a better season than Justin Fields. Okay, that's fair. So, that is fair. That's fair. Um, I think yeah. that realistically, I'm dropping Justin Fields into the mid twenty twenty threes, mid to high twenty threes. So, so probably right now, seventh, Lamar, eighth, okay, ninth. I think that. Okay. I'm more okay. I'm more inclined to believe that's I'm not saying that he's like not top tier he right. is yeah. top tier right but man it feels like number four we're just putting him somewhere that he hasn't been yet gotcha. I wouldn't rank it like that either I, I mean I wouldn't have Fields at four and I own him in Dynasty I would have him at five or six me personally so I get it he's right I definitely think this is a little high I take him over Trevor yeah. Lawrence though I like his upside better than Trevor Lawrence and I would take I, Herbert over Fields. I would take Herbert at number yeah. four or five. Yeah. yeah. Man, interesting. Herbert's about, better to me. You? Yeah, Herbert, I mean, as a pure passer, to me, Herbert's better than Trevor Lawrence. He's definitely better than Jalen Hurts. And he's definitely better than Justin Fields. Pure passer. Yep. He's better than Lamar Jackson. He's definitely better than Kirk Cousins. He's better than Russell Wilson. He's better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, and I'll argue... He's probably better than Josh Allen. But the only reason Josh Allen is ranked so high is because Josh Allen runs like a motherfucker. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Of all those guys you just named, from Mahomes all the way down to, we can even go down to Lamar Jackson, one through eight. Who do you think has the biggest chance of not reaching their point potential where we put them? And my bet is Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields. 
Yeah, I would say that. I would agree with that. He has a higher ceiling, yeah. but a lower floor. And yeah. that's, that's how I feel about yeah. him. He makes me the most nervous. Yeah. And that to me, that's a contradictory statement, right? I actually think it's Trevor Lawrence because unlike Justin, unlike Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence's floor is this. If he's not passing well... He he not run he doesn't run enough. Yeah. The guys that have the best four, the guys Don't say that have yeah, bitch. You said he ran last last season. <laughs> yeah, the second half. No, it, you just asked the question. Who yeah. would I have the? Le- I would say Trevor Lawrence for me. Has the lowest floor. Um, has the lowest floor. I still think that Trevor Lawrence can be a top five quarterback. I love him at number seven. I actually agree with Vinny. I for me, Justin Fields is a top five quarterback this year. I think that the rushing, I think he's probably going to hit 1,300 yards on the ground, and it automatically he, – he could probably throw for the exact same shitty yardage of 150 yards a game. Justin Fields is going to be a top-seven quarterback just on 1,300 yards on the ground. Yeah, top-seven. So, yeah. I'll go with you there. I, I think that offense in Chicago is going to be better. I'm, I'm buying course. into it. Yeah. If When you have DJ Moore come into town, it's going to open up things for Cole Komet, who I think is a very capable tight end. Darnell Moody coming back is better served as a wide receiver, too, not the primary guy. That makes a difference. Right. And the run game, you know, we're kind of downplaying Deontay Foreman a little bit. Deontay Foreman is a beast, man. He's a beast. If, he you, if you actually watch him, he's an animal. Yeah. And when given opportunity, yeah, he doesn't catch any balls. But on first and second down, he's a guy that can take some pressure Absolutely. off the offense. Yeah. So I think the offense as a whole just gets better. I think Justin Fields' floor is high because he rushes. And if he does stick to the same shitty passing total, no way he falls out of the top five or six for me. Yeah. You know? So. Well, take, take it back to our original premise of what we believe in. We have him projected at number four, 25 and a half points a game. Yep. Are you getting value out of Justin Fields there? If you draft Justin Fields as the number four quarterback, you are drafting his most likely ceiling. ceiling. You are right. not getting the yeah. value. Okay. Right. So what we're telling you is – There's nothing wrong with that, though, with yeah. the quarterbacks. Because you made this argument recently in a 12-team PPR. Well, Vinny, quarterbacks are starting to go in the second or third round. So what are you guys doing? You're drafting their ceiling. You take Mahomes, you're drafting his ceiling. You're taking Allen in round three, you just drafted his ceiling. Yeah. If you take Fields, Herbert, Lamar, Hurts, and you draft in round four or five, you drafted their ceiling. Yeah. The only counter to that is what I like to do sometimes, which is, let me pass some of these quarterbacks up. I want to load up a ride receiver and running back. And I got my eye on a quarterback later on, Deshaun Watson in round six or seven, that I feel will close my gap. Thank you. That's where that's where I'm at, personally. Yeah, that's that's for a different story or a different episode because well, I, I definitely... That's the basis of what we do, though. That's yeah. the basis of what you do. That's the basis of this spreadsheet. I mean, yeah, it, it really is the point of this. Like, this is what we're doing. Okay, are you going to draft a guy at his ceiling? And there's nothing wrong with that. You get Mahomes, you get Allen, you get Burrow. You know you know what you're getting, and it's cool. You, you pay yeah. a premium, but you get that, dude. Or you say, man, I'll roll the dice. I'll roll the dice. Let me take another wide receiver running back here, and then later on I'm going to get Deshaun Watson or Tua. And I think when it's all said and done, those guys are going to be up there near the top. Maybe not 28 a game, but 24 and a half. And I don't lose much. I think for Fields, this is going to be the guy that does not go in the top four rounds. I'd even no. be hard-pressed to think he even no. goes in the top five. He's going to go in the sixth or seventh round. And if that's what happens, I'm, I'm buying in, man. That, for you think me, he falls that far? 
if he falls to the sixth or seventh round, that's highway robbery. I feel robbery, like the hype train's right? going to be on him, man. You would think. You would think the hype train right? would like drive him right up. I'm just saying if I'm wrong and we're wrong and then we're sitting in the sixth or seventh round. Then it's like, give me him. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. taking candy from a baby, man. Exactly. You know? All, All right. right. So we got the top three. Is we have the top now? three, and we are we're going to make this really fucking easy. And I mean extremely easy. Joe Burrow last year, 26.2 points per game. We kept it at 26.2 points per game. There you go. That's what we all Damn. decided. Josh Allen finished as the number two quarterback last year. We kept him as the number two quarterback for this year. There you go. Number one, I mean, there's nothing else you need to say. And if he is there in the late second round in a 12-team, one-point PPR draft, and I was able to get a stud, if I was able to get a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase, a CMC, a Travis Kelsey in the first half of round one, and Mahomes is staring at me in round two, trust and believe that dude's going to be on my team. Right. I'm not even going to have to think about it. I'll never even have to worry about a quarterback until round 10. Let me ask you this. If you were the 12th pick, like what about a Mahomes and back-to-back Kelsey pick? Uh, well, that would be awesome, but Kelsey is definitely not going at number 12. He is gone well before that. I think ADP this year, he's at number five. I was going to say, you should go top five. I don't understand why he doesn't. Yeah. What's the difference between him and Justin Jefferson? There isn't. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I mean that. Kelsey like, is really the isn't. cheat code. I Like, I know I've taken Kelsey high for years. I love Travis Kelsey. Um, he is literally like starting two average tight ends. Right. So if you've got... And this is an if you've got George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson, you double their points, and that's pretty close to what Travis Kelsey's giving you. So for me, he is the cheat code. Yeah. However, you're only starting the one tight end. You're starting two or sometimes three wide receivers. So you can't just say it's the exact same because if you only draft one wide receiver, well, it's different. Right. You got a lot of top guys. You've got to fill up a whole wide receiver room. So I can understand completely where Jefferson and Chase make sense. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, those elite guys are elite for a reason. But Kelsey ain't there at number 12. I mean, in, unless someone fucked up or okay. you're playing with How mm-hmm. about Mahomes and Devontae Adams back-to-back as at, at the 12th position? Um, Adams is not doing it for if me this year. If you pay the bearded Mike like 30 bucks, he'll actually sit next to you in your next draft. Really? And he'll give <laughs> you live tips on how to draft back-to-back like the that. Problem, he sit on there's my a lap. problem with that, Josh. The one thing I know about Cajun Raider is he's the first dude who'll ask you for a bunch of advice, and then you'll give it to him, and he'll be like, nah, I'm good. And then he'll go a completely <laughs> different way. Yeah, you just want to, completely different. Just want to see what you're thinking. Time. Just want to see what you're thinking. Just talk about it, you know? So, right. I mean, as we get closer to the season, we're going to run through some mock drafts. We're going to – I mean, obviously, everything's going to change. We are doing the way too early projections right now before OTAs are finished, before – practice it because this is all voluntary we haven't gotten to the involuntary right we haven't even gotten to preseason games we haven't seen injuries occur yet because it's going to happen someone's going to get hurt there's going to be a running back that gets released soon june cuts are coming up there's so much that's going to change we are giving these projections way too early a left tackle if orlando brown goes down tomorrow right with a lafranc injury i assure you i am dropping Lamar Jackson a point or two. Right. It's nothing against Lamar. He's still just as talented. But now he gets 
a third of a second less every time he snaps the ball this season to think about what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. How many more sacks does he take? Does he take an extra six sacks? That left tackle is Orlando Brown's going to give up what? Two to three sacks this year. His backup's going to give up eight. That's six more sacks. That's six more chances that Lamar Jackson gets hurt. We are giving these projections so early, but this is just what we're thinking right now. We're looking into the crystal ball, but three months from now, when we're doing a real mock draft, we're doing a real standard format, one-point PPR, we're going to be going down the line, and we're going to have to defend our picks. We're going to have these teams that we are drafting up on the board behind us, and we're going to look at them as the season goes and say, man, that pick was stupid. Yeah. You're going to look at Justin Fields in the fifth round and think, why did I not draft him in the fourth? That guy just got 1,350 yards. We're going to draft Justin Herbert, and we're like, man, I thought Kellen Moore would have made a difference. Yeah. Austin Eckler just had a career year. Quentin mm-hmm. Johnston was shit, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams got hurt. We should have seen this coming. Allen's old. Williams is injury prone. So there's going to be, you know, there's so many things we're thinking about right now. But. When we get real close to the season, we'll do a real mock draft. We're going to help everyone out. We're going to try and show people value. We're going to try and show them these are the guys that you should be waiting on. So I've, I've always asked this question. How much of fantasy football do you think is luck, and how much do you think is skill? I'll say this. Percentage-wise. I, I think it depends on the type of draft you're doing. The deeper your drafts are, like we do a crazy eight-team draft called Real Men of Genius. There is a lot of luck in that because – your team should be stacked. If you're coming out of that league and your team sucks, that means you suck. And that's the only way you can say it nicely. You're drafting at eight picks later, eight, eight, eight. It's so easy to get. You should have three studs on your team. You're drafting in a 12-team or a 14-team, team, one-point PPR. You're going much deeper, much deeper into these into the rosters. It really is going to separate the men from the boys. The guys that come in prepared, the guys that come in, or women that come in fully prepared, have done their research. And when you get to those late-round flyers and someone's taking a Roshan Johnson because they've been paying attention, someone takes an A.J. Dillon because they've they've heard a few things coming out of Green Bay where they're looking to lessen Aaron Jones' workload and bring in Dillon more. They're looking at Rashad Bateman. He's looking great in camp, and you think, man, that guy could be the number one. And you're right. The guys that are more prepared are going to do better. Yeah. So um, I'm going to err more on the side of skill because the guys who finish well year after year, it's usually the same guys. You're going 60 skill, 40. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go about 80% skill and 20% luck. Yeah. Vinny, Holy cow. what's your number? I mean, I was a 60-40 guy, even 70-30. I, there, there's some luck that gets, you know, obviously there's there's luck that factors in, but there's a lot of things you can do to mitigate some of that luck. And there's so much strategy involved in drafting. You know, if you're coming into all these leagues and you haven't done but a mock, one or two mock drafts, well, then you deserve luck to bite you in the ass. You know, if you haven't made rankings or or put people in tiers, if you haven't uh, followed what's going on in the offseason, you know, all those things matter. So if you do all those things, I think you limit the amount of luck that's going to affect you. Now, injuries is a wild card, man. Like, you you can't beat injuries and you can't control them, you know. But outside of injuries, I think you have a lot of say in how you architect your team. You know, How many mock drafts did you do last year? 
this is no joke, man. I do at least over, man, hundreds, hundreds. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I'll be at work and I run mock drafts, man. I run four or five, six, seven, eight while Cash, I'm working. 60-40. So, I'm right there with how you. How many mock drafts did you run last year going into draft? 17. Wow, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I like that number. Well, Raider, how many did you do? 22. But Josh only had one league. That needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh mocked 17 times for one league, okay. which happens to be the, the easiest league to draft, too. Right? So you 18. don't have to because it's an eight-team league. So you don't have to go nuts because, like Mike said, it's eight, 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 eight. On a 12-teamer, you're going to want to mock a lot, and you're going to want different looks and see what you come up with and then start to figure out, where can I wait on a guy? When should I take this guy? You know, what's my strategy on quarterback? What's my strategy on tight end? Yeah. Those are always the two biggest questions. When yeah. am I taking QB and am I going great or late at tight end? Yeah. Or am I punting completely? Yeah, at an eight team draft, you got fourteen picks that you gotta wait. On a twelve team, you're waiting twenty two picks. Right. Right. It's a big difference. Yeah, I would say there's also a bit even bigger disparity, and I've never even done a draft like this in an auction draft. You have Oof. to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You have to know right. exactly who you want. Yeah. And if you call it wrong, then you you it doesn't matter yep. how much homework you did. So you have to do probably twice as much homework. Right. The bad Options luck are bug tough. might like bite you, but uh, who's the guy that you drafted for like ninety five dollars? I didn't draft him for that. Like I tried to pick him up on the waiver wire. The no, re- actually, you did pick him up. Nobody else even came close to that. Fifty-seven dollars, yeah. Tim yeah, Patrick. I'll never forget yeah, that. Tim Patrick. <laughs> Me and Vinny immediately like, what? When the fuck is this guy doing? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Sometimes your homework just didn't work out. He yeah. literally took huh. a selfie holding up a trophy after that and sent it to the league. <laughs> Championship. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Tim I mean, Patrick going to lead him to the promised land. Injuries are fluky, things like that. But I think in a deeper league or an auction that league, huh. the uh, homework is way more important. Did I win that year? Yeah, Let yeah. me ask that question. You did. You did win that year. Okay. You, Not thanks to Tim Patrick. $57 live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just saying. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Well... Everyone, we, we did it. We made it through the quarterbacks. And that was a good tie-up, man. The, the end of that was great. Like yeah. I felt like we tied that up nice. Yeah, we're actually still on air. We're actually yeah. still tying it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn, I didn't know that. Jamie. God damn it, Jamie. Jamie didn't give you the thumbs up. <laughs> Fucking Jamie. Everyone enjoy Jamie. the game. I'm going to go yeah. watch the second half. Yeah. Yeah. This is the nation signing off. Yeah. All right. I'm out. Everyone, we are going to talk to you guys next week. We're coming back with our running backs. Uh, we are going to go to the top 48, and uh, we're going to tell you just how high James Conner is going on our list. Nice. 26. Josh is dumb. Okay. All righty, guys. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. Later. Yes, sir.